Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkout. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work, we'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. (laughs) Every single day. Love the Liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? Du- I would say double. Oh, I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross Patterson Bueno, Nino, Nino, Bueno, 
A bueno. What is this beat? Shazam? <laughs> yeah. What? What? Name what? that. Bueno, 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 bueno. Wow. That's really good. Um, boy. It's, a bueno, it's, no. Yeah. Very, very, very specific. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I have no, I have no idea. I'm, I'm blank. Is, is it, is it Kansas? Is it Toto? Like, Ain't nothing it? but a G thing, baby. Oh, oh, well. Bueno, bueno, bueno. Yeah, no, 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 we got bueno, it. We got bueno. it. Eh, I think we're good on it, Jabes. But uh, that song, you know, robbed of context is not, right. it's not fair. Right, right, right. You know, you yeah. need to have that little intro first. Sure, sure, sure. And I, look, I, I appreciate what you did uh, sure. for me to start off with. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm sure the audience appreciates uh, those sounds coming through their their stereo speakers. Yeah, just like accosting them. Yeah, <laughs> like, just raping their minds. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. With whatever whatever that was. Bueno, Nino, Nino, Bueno, a Bueno. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Did you like the, what I did there? Oh, the last the, part. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. That, was that off the cuff? Because it was definitely recording quality. I'm definitely, what you did. yeah. Like I'm a very in the moment, spontaneous kind of gal. Kind of gal, you know. No. Yeah. Well, uh, good for you. Um, thank you. And I want to. I want to thank you for lighting up my life light, with that song. Yeah. Your musical life. talents are not not only a gift, uh-huh. uh, but they are also a an anomaly. Curse. What? Yeah. Oh. Who? <laughs> Who? I thought I was. I was gonna try and finish your your sentence sandwich. Oh, Come on. I know. Nowhere near it. Nowhere near it, Jabes. Nowhere near it. We are so it. in sync, you I'm and a, me. I'm in a fucking. So I'm in, in a weird mood. I'm gonna be. Me too. I'm gonna be real. Me too. Uh, mine's over bloodline, though. Is that is that yours? Here's mine. Yes, yes, but here's mine. Okay. I'm just gonna go. I'm. I, it's a little. I don't know. Do you know this? That girls have two good weeks out of the month. Why? Why two? What's the? It's two weeks. So I, I, I thought. I'm I just thought gonna your go into this. Period lasted one week. One week, but you have the like ovulation week sure um so basically every month your body prepares to have a child it doesn't have it right and gets rid of all of that right 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 and that takes about two weeks so like it's really fucking this is why we can't have a woman president pre-menopausal okay so it's gotta it's it's gotta be post-menopause can you imagine you're on like a roll. It's like we're working out. We're sure you have energy, and then yep. that those two weeks for two weeks you right. can be awesome. Right, right. You're right. exactly who you are. You're happy. You're like thinking straight. No hormones are in your way, and then that fucking egg drops to be like, hey, you're having a baby, right? And you're like, no, I'm not going to right. this month. And they're like, cool. We'll just kind of like go through the process a little bit, like you are, and then we'll just like bleed it up. Yeah, just like fucking shitty. It's weird because, like, you know, now that you've sucks, now that you've dude. brought it up, like, I only enjoy your presence six days out of the month. So, are dude, you and sure I'm not, it's not twenty four. Are you sure, you're sure it's not twenty four days? Maybe my ovulation is longer. I don't know. <laughs> like, and I wouldn't, and I wouldn't fault you. Like, I would be like, me too. Like, I yeah. really like myself. Six days. Six, six days out of the six out days of the month. where you're like, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling good. They did this. Like thing on I'm back, bam, bam, back, back in, in the New, New York, bam, 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 Yeah, sure. No, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. Can you imagine? I can't. It fucking sucks, dude. I can't. I don't, and, like, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to like, complain about it. It's like a really stupid thing to complain about. But it's yeah, just like it is. 
Is it? Really? No. It's, you just uh, can't imagine. It's not about periods. It's not about that. It's just like, it's really not being able, it's having something take over your personality and your body for two weeks out of every single month. Right. Right. And there's nothing you can do about it. And you're just like, fucking A, man. And it's not just bleeding, whatever. It's super tired. It's bloated. It's hormone. It's like shitty. Yeah. But anyways, bloodline, huh? Yeah. To tie it in. Not to uh, so that, not to go too deep into the, the tampon, but bloodline. No, and you know. Bloodline. We uh, have women listeners and we have men. We do. That we, we need both. to know that it's not, you know, oh, cramps, oh, period. It's like you literally get taken over. Right. But I, I think now you're crossing a bloodline. Oh. Nailed it. Listen, are we going to talk about it before the sponsors, though? Because I feel uh, like, do we have a lot fuck. to talk about? Or? We, 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 we get a ton to talk about tonight. Did I take, over, did I take over the conversation? God damn it, man. I, it, it, we should probably do sponsors first before Bloodline. Before, I don't know. Do we have before, a lot? Before we get to uh, Detective Wayburn. Oh, my God. Let's do sponsors first. Because Detective I Wayburn. Have, I have things to say. John Wayburn and the good man. John Wayburn oh, God. is a good man. Um, Listen, hey, Wayburn. Yeah, Detective Wayburn. <laughs> My office, Detective Wayburn. I got um, you. Yeah. I. Oh, boy. I, I love a strong, confident lisp out of somebody, and that mm. was my favorite character. But we'll, we'll get to Bloodline. We've, we've had a... One, we've had a lot of people write in about Bloodline, um, so... Clearly, there's a lot of fans out there. I'm I'm one of them as well. We, we'll also get to the Bill Maher shit. And, uh, uh, and there was a crazy fucking bullshit writers meeting down in uh, Austin, Texas um, that I'd really love to chat about and, and really hang these motherfuckers out to dry. Because um, I, I read this and I was like, fuck, I would have paid money to been in that audience. And just I, I just would have grabbed the microphone from whoever was asking questions and been like, hey, man. Fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. Uh, but we'll we'll get to them, and I'll name them by names because I I don't I don't I don't want to be accused of just uh, being willy nilly about it. Uh, I I want to tell you exactly who these people are, and then then I can say fuck you to them. Uh, but first up, we got some sponsors who pay for this this whole this whole bloodline to be on the air. Buenu, 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 buenu. Summertime songs, summertime songs. Uh, might as well, you know, if you're playing a summertime song like that, go ahead and get yourself a summertime shave. Go to straightrazors.com for the finest shave in all of the land. Father's Day is just around the corner. Um, it is not your mother. I'm not your friend. I am something that you never comprehend. I'm your father. That's who the <laughs> fuck I am. Um, and I need a gift. It's Father's Day. Praise me. Yeah. I, I need a dop kit. I need some shaving cream. I need some uh, some aftershave, some cologne. Um, I, I need the I need the whole bundle of goodies. And go to go get a, your your dad a gift at straightrazors.com. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. You won't regret it. Best shaving products in the biz. Uh, straightrazors.com. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Next up, we got strikeforceenergy.com. Buenu. Oh wow! <laughs> you, I, you, you cut your, yourself up. You just mouth DJ'd yourself, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I did a remix. Very Tiesto. Buenu. 
Yeah, it was very Moby. Um, what you just did there. Moby? Uh, you're a real DJ. You're a real. Remember Moby? Uh, th- that one Moby album, by the Play. way, was the shit. The shit. Uh, front to back. The shit. Every song was amazing. It was in every Leonardo DiCaprio movie for 10 years. Um, if anybody's heard the podcast Heavyweight, they know the story of the guy that. So, you know, those like the blues like albums yeah. that are in the background of sure. all those. They're all sampled. This, yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah, great yeah, yeah, blues, yeah, for sure, for sure. Hardcore, like real deal. I guess Moby was at this guy's house. He's a writer. Um, and uh, he was at the, had his house. He um, borrowed those this box set of whatever of like these like old slave songs and all of this. Right. And he used those CDs, that box CD to sample oh, that. Lord, so yeah. Oh Lord. Sure. Now. So, and the guy has like never gotten any credit. He's never got his CDs back. So he went on this like weird NPR, like investigative thing. Trying, really? trying to get his box set back that Moby A stole. Sure. And B, like, stole all of the samples from that box set. Not that he stole them, but it was like he was yeah. introduced to this music by, by this dude, a neighbor yeah. sure. that was like his friend. I heard Moby was a fucking dick, anyways. And he was kind of. They finally tracked him down. They finally talked to him. And he was just like, which is true, but he was just kind of like, so what is, I mean, what's the issue? <laughs> what which is, is true. So, how, how what was the resolution behind it? It was like, well, you know, we can still be friends. I don't have your, I don't have those, that box set anymore. Like in, in these moves, Moby lives in a castle because he's a fucking weirdo, right? So in the moves, I'm sorry, man, I lost him, you know, and I'm sorry, but. Right, right. And this old dude was like holding on to this because he hears the Moby album. Oh, my friend, my old neighbor made it big and it's. All every song is from this guy's like this rare guy, guy's box old set. box. Set. Uh, I, the podcast is called Heavyweight. It's, you're it's you're pretty, a fan of it. It's yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, it's funny that you would go on that whole crusade. So they make it funny, but it's like sure, it's interesting. Is it all full of stories like that? Yeah. Well, uh, look, kids, if you're gonna track down Moby, um, take some Strike Force energy with you. You're gonna need it. <laughs> Uh, strikeforceenergy.com suffices all your energy needs. It comes in a tasty, tiny little tin pouch. Uh, it squeezes any into any you know drink or liquid available. It's also liquid itself, so you don't have to stir it, which is nice. Um, you have the option to stir it or not to stir it. I like to put it in the bottom of my drink do you ever and then build a drink up on top of it. Do you ever take it like a shot? Just like right out of the packet? People do. I need a big, I, I, I need... Yeah, I don't. I, uh, I, that's too much for me. Yeah, um, but if you need it, just why, a little bump. You know what? I, I never liked five-hour energy either for that reason. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to drink it out of the fucking bottle. It tastes like shit. Um, I hate five-hour energy. Uh, love, love StrikeForceEnergy.com. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com for all your energy needs. Um, they ship everywhere in the entire world. They have a subscription of the month club and a 750-milliliter bottle. Uh, type in the promo code REVOLUTION. For 20% off, that is at StrikeForceEnergy.com. Promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Last but not least, we got a night she cries while he rides his steed. The first ever romance novel for dudes, Jables. Nay. Oh, I like it. That was a good one. I'm trying to change it up a little bit, guys. The woman of a thousand voices. And you can hear those voices in at, at audible.com in uh, at night she cries while he rides his steed. This was the first one of the first times they they 
they let actors actually do the the audio book um, and it's awesome which yeah shout out to simon and schuster for fucking so letting like, us do that i did fight them on it to be honest with you though. i don't fucking care to tell this story like anymore i would have been uh, i wouldn't have told this uh, a year and a half ago but i will now um it was a bitch to try to get that done yeah. they wanted uh there's like a fucking british guy who does all these goddamn audible books so whenever you sign with like a huge publisher um they try to control it as much as possible. And they were like, oh, no, we'll just have the same guy who does, you know, 90% of the books to it. And it was just, you know, it's that British guy who's real proper. Like, oh, fucking. Oh, God, that would have been hilarious, kind of, maybe. No, it would have been awful. And with this, with this I mean, book, it would have been awful. It would have been different. It, it wouldn't have been good at all. Him saying those, uh, those words. Yeah, it would have been <laughs> funny for, like, us because we know for that's a second, not the thing. Yeah, 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 but it would have been awful for the audience. For sure. And, like, I, I, they called me afterwards. And because it's a. The audio company is separate from from the you know the hard books and all that other bullshit. And they called me afterwards and they were like, "Hey man, we just want to say this is probably like the best audio book ever. We appreciate you doing this and blah 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 blah." And I was like, "Cool." And I remember getting off the phone. I was like, "Fuck you, dude. Fuck you." Like I did it because I had to. I, and I and I'd said from the get go when I sold the book to them, I was like, "Yo, I want to do this book." And they were like, "Oh, of course, of course. We wouldn't dream of having anybody else do it." And then, sure enough. Uh, hey, we want the fucking British guy to do it who does all the other books. And I was like, man, fuck you. Yeah, man. man I go, can I just do the book? Yeah, or man, that's no. My fault for make sure all your kids don't grow. Um, so uh, pick up at night. She cries while he rides the seat. Funniest book ever written. If you like Airplane or Blazing Saddles or fucking scary movies or any of that shit, it's like that. Uh, it's crazy. It's uh, Go to Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Walmart.com, all that shit. And I've got a few emails saying, hey, man, it's sold out at my store, including the one in Wilmington, the Barnes & Noble in Wilmington. Really? It's sold, yeah, it's sold out at a lot of stores. Um, and the reason why is this. They order a certain amount of copies per month. Um, and it's not, it's, not, uh, it's not a lot for every book. So, uh, you know, if you're number one, if you're like a fucking Tom Clancy book or something, um, they'll, you know, for the first six months, they'll have a lot of those copies. Then after that, they don't. They ship them back, and they usually keep like five on shelves. Five's not enough. So it, they're usually sold and gone. So like I, my best bet is uh, just go to fucking Amazon.com. Um, that's where I'm buying every fucking thing in my life anyways these days, aren't yeah. you? Like it's crazy. I can't buy anything in stores. Every time no. I go to a store to buy shit and I feel bad. Like I go to stores to buy shit. I know. I don't want to just sit at home it's and almost fucking like order they everything. Don't, they don't want us to though. Like we're almost, we're almost like And they hurting. treat you like shit when they well, walk in there. Because we're like hurting Get their online. transition yeah, but like the workers who were in the store, I'm like, hey, bro. And I told this to this guy because I was a Best Buy the other night uh, and I needed this hard drive. Um, I think, yeah. I told, I told you this story, but the audience is another story. I needed this hard drive and I was like, man, you know what? I, cu- I could have easily, easily ordered this on, off Amazon. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my son, go get some ice cream sure. and then buy this drive. Yeah. I go in and it was like, even fucking Best Buy didn't have, have the fucking drive. And he, the guy just looked at me you know, in kind of like a dickish way. It was just like, you should try online it's i like everything's online and i was like Ugh. awesome because if everything is online then like you're not gonna have a fucking job yeah exactly so, like, what why are you telling me that like so you should say to me hey sir we're all out of that i'll order it in the store and you can come back and buy it like just try to save your jobs at this point you fucking d- dipshit that or like, like order it from me right now and i'll have it sent to your house or yeah. like try and do something like- that's like, it's like walking up to a girl in a bar and she's like hey uh, why are you hitting on me? You should just go fuck a robot. It's totally easier. And you want to spend any more money? It's just like, whoa! But do you not want to get married, or do you want me to fuck this robot? Like, you yeah. know, because I can fuck a robot. 
if you sure. want. But uh, no problem, dude. No problem. I can put my I, dick right in a robot. Right now, dude. I could do that yeah. shit. Yeah, yo, I could, I could, I could easily put put a ball inside a robot too. I could a put ball? my dick and a ball in there. Your yeah. dick and one Sometimes of your balls. Sometimes you want to try to fit a ball in. You know, uh, I'm sure. I'm just look. I'm sure. I saw Lance Armstrong just got engaged. I'm sure he's trying to fit fit his ball in. You know. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, if, if Lance, Lance Armstrong was a good guy, me off. I know. if he was a good guy, I would fucking care since he's not a uh, fucking, I don't give a shit. Uh, let's get into Bloodline, shall we? Uh, favorite character, obviously. <laughs> Yours. For me. Mm-hmm. Detective Weyburn. <laughs> get in here. Yeah, Weyburn. Weyburn. Hey, John. Hey. John. I understand you're going through a lot. I understand you're going through a lot. You're a good man, John. <laughs> you're a good man, Detective Weyburn. Detective John Weyburn. It's like, just call me John. Hey, like, I'm, you don't have to do the R. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about your brother. Okay? I'm sorry you about brother, your brother. Rayburn. Yeah. Hey, Rayburn, I'm sorry about your brother. Okay? It was this weird, like, I love almost, it. I love but it not. so much. It was a very a strong, confident lisp. And it was I, a, con- I a confident so lisp much. without being able to say R's either. He was, was my like, favorite character. Well, who was your favorite character in Bloodline? What, what? I mean, it was... Uh, uh, Danny. Yes, yeah, Danny. Sorry, yeah. I was gonna say is Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn, yeah, is the actor who is like amazing and really British, by the way. Which I didn't which know. Like I, th- anyone... well, I thought he was Australian. I heard an interview and I couldn't tell. You ever hear somebody with such a thick accent? Yeah, and you're yeah. Like, Man, are you fucking British or, or like super Australian? He is British, right? I don't know. I don't know actually, but uh, he's a brilliant actor and who, amazing. He's booked uh, until fucking 2025 For these sure. days. Uh, but here, I, like, I don't want to give the ending away to. The people who yeah. haven't seen it, it's a, it's a Netflix show. It's going to be hard. Uh, but we've gotten a lot of emails of like, hey, man, can you please watch this and tell me your thoughts on it? Somebody even was like, hey, just tell me your thoughts on this from a writing stance. Yeah. Um, he, here's what I knew, do know about the show. And again, I don't want to, I'm not going to give away any spoilers. I'll let you watch it for yourself. It went three seasons. Uh, it only went three seasons. And that was for a reason. Uh, they, they, one of the actors, this is what I heard. The lead actor uh, had said, hey, I feel like this is his, his show is so great and we've gone as far as we could push this. Let's end it after this season. And they were like, all right, cool. Agreed. Uh, so they knew in advance that this was going to be the final season. So as a writer, you know going in, all right, great. This season we can at least prepare for. Other shows. You don't know. You don't know. You don't you know how long the show get, is going to yeah. go for. And, and typically at networks. It is a six-year deal for all shows. So if your show is successful, a network wants to keep it going as long as they possibly can. Therefore, you get into a situation like like Lost. Lost is one of my all-time favorite shows. Uh, but even the, the writers were like, man, in the middle of this, it's su- it was such a complex show. We wish we would have known how many seasons we had because we got lost in the middle of the mm-hmm. show, for lack of sure, a better sure, word, sure, sure, pun sure. intended, but... They got lost in the writing phase of it in the middle seasons, like three, four, and five, where they were like, yo, we're going off on these crazy storylines, but we don't know when this is going to end or when this is going to get tied up. The ratings suffered because of it, and then they went into the network and said, hey, we think this show can be great again, but we need an end point. And the network was like, all right, two seasons. So whatever regardless of whatever you thought of lost the season finale or whatever they had two full seasons and they knew what they were going to do with it same with bloodline bloodline they knew what this last season was going to be to me 
it's inexcusable to have writing like that towards mm-hmm. especially uh, look the first uh, this this last season was 10 episodes mm-hmm. i thought the first eight episodes were great yes uh the last two it's like, went off the rails uh... for me personally writing wise mm-hmm. um I, I will say this: the way the way buns, uh, the way the way the way they ended up, uh, I think all four of them, right, um, was totally justifiable, and I I could I lived with I, I could live with all of it. It was the A to B of how they got there for each character that was just weird to me. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the sister, I, I didn't mind her, the, the way that was tied up. Uh, the, the brothers, I didn't, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind what the mom said. I didn't mind any of that. I just, there was this weird two episode in between part where you're like, what the fuck are you do-? like? And that's to me, it just wasn't good enough. No, it and, wasn't good enough. And you knew for me, you knew, as yeah. a writer, you had time mm-hmm. to figure this the fuck out. Yeah. And to experience, like, I don't, I don't know if it was an experiment and they just got nervous. Uh, and the reason why I, I want to go over this tonight, and this is the last we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Bloodline, because I, who knows, God knows how many people who have seen it or who haven't seen it. I know, it would be a major spoiler. Right. You so, can't really say anything. But, but what I would like to talk about is, uh, you know, season finales, in ge- series finales in general, where, you know, they're they're usually so goddamn disappointing, and yeah. I there was a there was a round table after uh, Mad Men, uh, with all of the 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 creators of Lost, yeah. the creator of Mad Men, uh, uh, Vince Gilligan, the creator of uh, Breaking Bad, um, and they went around the the table and they were discussing the ends of critically acclaimed shows like like a Bloodline or like a Lost or, or Breaking Bad, and they just said. The creators said they felt so much pressure because fans and all that shit are hitting them up. But most of them, that at the end of the day, except for Vince Gilligan from Breaking Bad, was like, uh, "I'm gonna make the the, the finale that I want to make." Mm-hmm. And I've I fucking always hated that. Always hated that. Um, to me, a series itself, the only reason you're on the air is because you have fans and you have people who watch your show. Therefore, I think, me personally, as a writer, you should listen to the fucking fans and give them the finale they want. Like, there's enough. But how many different messages are you getting? It's like you cannot please everybody. Um, And there's something to be said. I think you can get pretty goddamn close. Like I said, I, I was okay with what happened to the characters in general on Bloodline. I was not okay with how you got arrived at that. Um. With, okay. with the experimentation uh lost i was okay with the ending of lost mm-hmm. i was not okay same thing where they kept fucking around up like the last few episodes of lost where it was just like man I, you're tying you're you're fucking wasting your time on story points that i don't give a fuck about nor have been a big part of the show for seven years like end it motherfucker like let's let's go um, right uh, so it's a it's a tough thing, and same with the guy from uh, uh Mad Men. Like, I love Mad Men, huge Mad Men fan. That was not the ending I wanted to see for that show. Okay, and I just, I mean, I I cursed at the television, and I mean, I was thinking, I was thinking about this. I haven't cursed at the television since the ending of The Sopranos. I was just gonna ask you. So, are you yep. in the camp of you didn't like that? 
when it happens, I loved it. When it happens, I remember where I was, and I was in. I was living. I, I was in a, a like a nice apartment, like a super nice apartment complex in like uh, the Hollywood Hills, right? Um, and the reason I'm telling you this is it was. <laughs> It was in a in a square like Melrose Place. So okay. if you get that image in your mind, um, this the, and this will paint the picture for you. It was a it was a nice night in L.A. Uh, there's I, I was as we've talked about before. A lot of the places don't have air conditioning. We did, but on those nice nights in L.A., you have the the sliding glass door open. Mm-hmm. So that was one of those things where everybody had built up. To that ending of Sopranos, everybody was watching it. I had a sliding glass door open, and all I could hear is it was a very like small place, and you had to mm-hmm. go through this thing to get in this place or whatever. Uh, so it was only like 18 units. But you heard 18 different TVs from different people's places in this courtyard echoing the Sopranos all at the same time. Everybody was watching it live. And you were like, oh, fuck. Remember those days? Yeah. yeah. And you felt like you were a part of... Something bigger than just a TV show where you were like, oh, man, everybody, everybody's out for this. Like, right. uh, and, you know, I, I we used to we used to have Sopranos parties at our house um, before that with, you know, all my buddies and shit. Like we would order from this Italian place every Sunday night. Like it was awesome. <laughs> it was the jam. You're so basic. I, but it was fun. It was <laughs> no, fun. I love it. I love it. Was, it. I it was love my it. buddies uh, I love it. and their wives and girlfriends. Oh, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. So, like so we all got together. Dude, I would totally be into that right now. Great. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Every Sunday night was a blast. Yeah. Then we get down to this last show. And at the same time, when that cuts to black in The Sopranos, not only did I scream out, fuck, mm-hmm. I heard everyone else in the complex and down the road, fuck. And, and yeah. then I heard people like, dude, is the fuck, is the fucking cable out? Is yeah, the goddamn yeah, cable yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, Because there was no credits for like a good like 20 seconds where you were like, what? I love it. You did. So, so when you were watching it live, you loved the ending of The Sopranos? Yes. Okay. I just thought it was so weird and the feeling that you got from it was exactly what I believe they intended you to have. Right. Just like, what the fuck is good? You know what I right. mean? Or just like, Oh, that moment of like, oh, and then the music, wasn't it journey? Yeah. Don't stop. believing. So it's just it was like, don't stop, stop believing. I, I got I, lost in that. And I think that that's what they wanted you to. And well, I think looking back, people are like, no, nah, it was pretty fucking badass. So here's the thing I, about four or five years later, um, that episode had reran, and I hadn't seen it since. Mm-hmm. And it reran, and I was like, just that, like, <gasps> yes, that a- and, and I was I like, like fuck, maybe I was wrong, man. And I, 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 that on that second viewing, and I hadn't seen it. I haven't seen it again since. Mm-hmm. On the second viewing, I was like, all right, I, yeah, I because there was you. so much going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I, I didn't mind it, but that was years later that I was like, all right, you had had maybe. some time to grieve because I was pissed for, for sure. there was a good two years where I was just for like, sure. fuck this. Um, Seinfeld ending was garbage. Uh, mm. Fucking uh, Friends to me, the ending yeah. was, was garbage. Uh, yeah, the greatest series finale in the history of of television is Six Feet Under. Mm-hmm. Um, they knocked it out of the park. Fuck if you if you want to. And that's what I don't get is as a as a writer, you should go back or just call that just call the creator and be like, hey, man, what were you thinking when you wrote that finale? And just get the, his advice right. on, on it, because that 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 was the only show in the history of shows that not only satisfied every single last character. But that's what his that's what he would probably answer. 
right? Right. But I wanted I, to tie. But everything hearing this roundtable, hearing this roundtable of all these creators, they said for the most part, I'm doing it for me because I created the show and I'm fucking doing it for me. The the guy who created uh, Mad Men did that, and I was just like, you fucking cocksucker. Wow, he's a little bit of a cocksucker. Yeah, uh, Wiener. What's his name? Uh, is it Wiener? It's not Wiener. Well, he he calls himself Wiener, but let's let's be honest. Every everybody who has the last name Wiener growing up changed it to Wiener in their own mind. Yeah. So A Ben Mendelsohn is Australian. Ah. And then B. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wiener, old old Wiener. You look up Wiener for me. Uh, cause I I fucking I n- I'll never forget that interview. I hate when people say that. It's like no, dude. You have a show on the air because of fans. Math- Don't Matthew Wiener. Yeah, right? Matthew Wiener. Um, who's he pronounces it Wiener. And he's uh, just like baldy, Jewy guy, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Here's, um, you know what? I, I'll, I'll give you an insider thing to somebody, a friend of mine. I'm not going to say who the friend is. He wrote on that show. And I was like, what's his fucking story? And they were like, he's a cock. Um, not only that, yeah. but what? here's what he would do to bone the writers. Every episode was a shared writing credit. So it would be whoever the writer was and Matthew Weiner. Um, <sighs> what a and the, when you when you do that with the Writers Guild, you mm-hmm. only get half the money when your show airs. So, like, typically in a, in a typical writer's room for, I don't know, Friends or King of Queens or some, whatever, whatever the fuck your show right. is, uh, the Americans on FX, what, whatever it is, uh, you have a, a whole team of a staff of writers, you know, 12 to 18, depending upon how big your show is. Uh, y- you typically write about two shows a year. Mm-hmm. Um, Vince Gilligan, you know, Breaking Bad and, and uh, Better Call Saul, they, they have a really small writing staff. Um, Simply for the fact of they don't do too many shows, so you don't have to. You're not burning down a 22 episode count, um, but everybody gets credit for at least like two episodes of the year, and that money is crazy. It's like 30 or 40 grand when it airs. When it re-airs, you get half of that, so that's your residuals. You get like 15, 20 grand, mm-hmm. and then someone, you know, as it keeps going, it keeps getting cut in half. You can make some serious cash out of that. Um, right. But Matthew Weiner. Mm-hmm. Um, was was putting his name on it. So what a dick. Yeah. So he was getting half the money, and it was just like. Uh, and again, you didn't want to go against him because you're on the, you know, you're on one of the greatest shows on television. So you're like, all right, I guess. Sure. Say. Um. So but, to go, yeah, to go back to the Sopranos thing, I think I like that moment of like, <gasps> and not. <sighs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like. I will say with Bloodline, without giving anything away, the feeling that I had was, ugh, and not like, <gasps> or even pissed. Even the Sopranos thing, you're pissed, right? It's something. Something, yeah. You're, yeah. you're like out of your chair, like, what? Yeah, yeah. Um, and Breaking Bad, I don't know. You liked it? I did. The machine okay. guns in the trunk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that whole thing. I... I I was like I, I part, the only thing that was missing for me from Breaking Bad, and and this is very minor, because um, I think, look, when Jesse got away, I was like, oh fuck, uh, yeah. and then the machine guns in the trunk yeah. blowing up everybody, I was like, oh fuck. The only thing I wished is that uh, he wouldn't have gotten shot from that. Mm-hmm. I wanted, like, I wanted the cops to come down around yeah. the thing. Uh, and he put on the fucking gear, yeah, just one last time, and I fired up, that. Yep. and blow himself up mm-hmm, in a mm-hmm. meth meth lab explosion. Yep, I think I uh, wanted something more like that. Just as a chemist, uh, I I wanted him to just say, "All right, 
fuck it. Um, but there's really mu- not much you but can... that's imp- minor. There's not much you can improve on that fucking show. It was amazing and yeah, perfect. Yeah, all, but- all the way around. So, like, I and, and when I look back in the history of television, it's in particular dramas, I, I, st- I have Breaking Bad at number one. Um, I used to be Sopranos for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Breaking Bad at number one, and I have Sopranos at two. Okay. That, and that's as far as dramas go. Okay. Um, comedy is a different stitch, obviously, but uh, uh, that those are my that's my one two. Okay. What What about you? What's your What's your one two uh, drama wise? Um, drama wise. Um, I mean, I think Six Feet Under is three for me, probably. Like, I was going to say that, that. That's up there for sure. So I think it's for me. I logged on in a different time. I know I, that's a weird thing to say, but like I never had. Did you have HBO as a kid I at did. all oh i did but but for a different reason my 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 dad was in the cable industry okay. so it, it's so i uh, never had we had that black box yeah i never had premium so we had all the channels yeah i never had premium until until like adulthood so it was like very few and far between shows that i could see but six feet under i saw the whole thing and it was it's amazing top to bottom yes the um, wire the wire is probably at four wire, for me I I'd say the wire is like probably a basic a, thing to say. Four. Too. No, I look. I got it at four. A lot of people. Oh, uh, they the would ba- say the one. basic. Oh, one. The wire. They would great. say one. I love the wire, but to me, it was still it was still in that in that four hole for me. Um, uh, fuck. I mean, I I'm just I'm naming my top four. You don't even know your one. Like what your favorite drama was? Um, my so called life. Was it really? Yeah, and then party of five. <laughs> Those are your one too. <laughs> If you're gonna say like, no wonder you didn't want to speak up about it. Because I'm looking at you, and you got Sex real fucking shy. Oh, Sex God, in the city. no, damn it, no, no, no. I think Six Feet Under and My Sopranos Life was great. That was only like two seasons, wasn't it? I think that was the greatness of it. I think if it had gone longer, it would have turned into a Party of Five or something like Girls or something like that. But because it was so short. It was only 18 episodes. Yeah, so brilliant. So enough. that it look, was it was at the I don't time, think it was a groundbreaking was, show. But I don't it think it was as brilliant as as it you know what I mean like I don't right. as it really was because it was just so short. It's like a really short relationship and you're like it probably would have turned into a shit show. Right. But just because you only had like a couple weeks, it's great. Do you ever have people tell you uh that shows are genius? And then you go back and watch them, and you're like, man, I, don't no, hold no. up. Don't like, hold I, up. Uh, Freaks and Geeks. Uh, they replay that on like IFC all the time. And that's a great show. Though. I didn't. I, I just, really? Yeah. Didn't. I didn't care. Okay. And, like people are like, oh, it's genius. I, it's genius. I think people say it's genius because literally everyone is famous from that show now. Right. Um. Whereas, you know, the show itself to me was just kind of fucking snooze fest. <laughs> um. You know, I was like, yeah. Great. Yeah, congratulations! You're all famous, and Judd Apatow, you know, made all of you famous. But uh, right, snooze it. You know who's in that? What? Linda Cardellini mm-hmm. was in that. Uh, who was in Bloodline? Uh, she was also John Wayburn's sister. Wayburn. Whoever that actor is, I uh, hope he's in he's, everything. I hope he's in everything. It takes a lot for to to have a strong, confident lisp like that because he's I, look. I've seen this actor in a lot of shit over the years. Um, to have a, a a lisp like that and just and so play much confidence, these, like, yeah, badass, badass roles with a lisp, intimidating. It's crazy. Nobody makes any comment about it. No, he just walks into a room and has a lisp. And a speech impediment with his R's. Yeah. Both. Which is, yeah. 
which he's is also bigger. A lisp, but he's so, shorter. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a lisp. Uh, if you can't say your R's. Sort of. Sort of, Steven. I thought the lisp was what the F is. Uh, no, lisp, and then lisp the alls. Yeah, no, the no, all. Yeah, you you gotta, if all. you have a lisp, you have a lisp. You know, uh, it's it's a it's a movement of the tongue problem is what it is, Jabe's. Um, yeah. So it's it's a pronunciation with the tongue and the vowels. But uh, to have a lisp that strong and be that confident, like in all of your shit, like fucking good for you. Right. Good for you. God damn it. I mean, that, give that guy some Emmys. You know, let's roll out the Emmy train for him. Uh, you know who we're not going to roll the train out for, by the way, is uh, fucking Bill Maher. We watched that thing last night. We're, we're By the way, kids, it's, uh, I don't know, midnight here on Saturday night. We're taping this right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we're, we're, up, we're up soups late. Just fucking, you know, shitting in the wind here. Bueno, 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 bueno. Uh, the Bill Moore thing, uh, <laughs> he did come back. He did do mm-hmm. a show. And I want to talk about that because Ice Cube was on. Boy, that was fucking brutal. It was uncomfortable for sure. I, it was uncomfortable for me, and I was watching it, let yeah. alone imagine if you're fucking Bill Maher and that audience, that studio audience is in but there. You got to take it, man. You have you to do. take it. If, if Ice Cube had come out there and slapped him in the face, he would have had to have been like, all right, dude, what I, like find, I deserve it. What I find hilarious about it is that Ice Cube just happened to be the guest booked like uh, you book those guests for yeah. you, you book those guests for for Bill Maher yeah. m- like a month in advance. So like there's no there's no like oh hey we got him 2 days ago. It was like nope, it was a month ago and like he didn't back down. Al Franken was like no, I'm going to pass. I'm not going to be on that show. I'm not going to do Bill Maher. Um <laughs> You're going to hate me, but he was just on um Mark Marin. Oh, of course he was. I like him. Yeah, are you like uh, Al Franken? As a person. I, I, I'm sure he's fine. He's you, got you know a great funny? sense of humor about the whole thing. You know, but anyway, funny? go ahead. I don't want to get when too he was much there. They, they they said he was one of the biggest assholes at SNL too. Really? Yeah, I think he's had a change of heart in life. Um, okay, good for him. Fuck, you can always you can always change. You can always improve your life. Sure. But 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 anyway. uh, uh, Ice Cube, even from the way he dressed when he came out, mm-hmm. was he was dressed. Like he was ready NWA. for an al- like an album shoot, mm-hmm. yeah. Back in back in the late eighties, we were like, oh. He also looks the exact same age, so that's a thing. Yeah, he was he <laughs> was very like, yo, we're, this is this is NWA Ice Cube. This isn't fucking, mm-hmm. uh, you is know, it Daddy Daycare yeah, or whatever the fuck it is. Are we there yet? Yeah, are we there yet? I saw some comedian on Twitter. Uh, I forget who it was. Uh, used that that uh, a, a very similar description to that and i was like man that's fucking totally true yeah because it's um he was not playing Mm -mm. around and uh and he went after and even bill maher was like all right we get it like that's enough and and ice cube's like no you don't and Mm. and it I i find it interesting on on two fronts like i think ice cube knew the entire black community yeah this this clip would go around the internet Mm -hmm. um and he had to do this uh I, I also think that it was odd to me that Bill Maher just didn't, you know, kept trying to interject. Like, all right, we're past this now. We're, I've already talked about because this. Because he has to make it not that big of a deal. And he had to ride this line, I believe, between really, really apologizing and making it this really big deal and kind of, do you know what I mean? Not doing that. Yeah. I, so if you go too far with the apology, you're dead in the water. You're going to sink right there. 
if you don't go far enough, you can't keep your job. So it's like he was trying to walk that line of like, I hear you. You're right. I'm really, really sorry. I can't do anything more than that. You're here. Say whatever you need to say. I still I still think he gets the axe. Uh, I think I still think he gets fired. I think it's going to be after. I think they'll let him ride out this season. Whatever Mm -hmm. he has episode wise left on HBO. That's possible. I bet there's a a contractual thing. Mm -hmm. But here's what my biggest takeaway from that episode was, was, you know, as a comedian, everybody has a a shtick. Mm -hmm. Um, Bill Maher, you know, his shtick was pushing it as as close to the edge as you could. And Mm -hmm. then he took it too far. And I don't think he can go back now. And I don't think people are going to watch that show the Mm -hmm. same anymore, knowing he's fucking neutered himself. With that, and uh, I also think that's going to stick with him the rest of his career. That's all you're going to remember him for. It'll be interesting to see if it does neuter him. If that he just stays away from that. But I I think once you pull the the fucking curtain back, um, you know, and and the audience sees that like, oh, great. He he isn't this guy who's pushing it up to the edge anymore because he could have he could have stood defiant and said, fuck everyone. It was a joke. And move he on with your life. Kind of was though. That's the thing is that he had the people on. He's trying to keep his job, but at the same time, he was like, "Ice Cube, you've made your point. I hope you're not talking to me, um, only. I hope you're talking to everyone that uses this worse than I did." But he also was like, "You know, I said comedians do these things. They think off the cuff. They they don't put a lot of thought into it when they're just going for it, going for the joke." And he said, I apologize. And he also said, I cannot do more than that. It was a joke. Like, and you've made your point, Ice Cube. Like, and I'm also not a a redneck trucker, which is what, like, Ice Cube was like. Sometimes you sound a little bit, like, redneck up here or whatever. And he's like, dude, I don't. Like, I'm not even. Well, I'll get to to Ice Cube in a second. But he's like, I'm going to push back on that. Because, and and you, you, like I said, it was a joke. It was a joke, and I should not have done it. And I get it. Sure. Um, uh, again, t- to me, I think Bill Maher's shtick is now over. I bet you okay. the. Ra- I bet you after this episode, I bet you the ratings were probably huge last night. Yeah. Uh, uh, I bet you afterwards they slide, and I bet you HBO quietly axes him at the end of the year. Maybe. Uh, and that's my guess. And, and he goes into podcasts. Um, I don't know. Uh, on the Ice Cube front, uh, I had. The, the whatever the opposite of the word pleasure is of uh, of servicing Ice Cube and uh my first job in Los Angeles was I was a waiter at Staples Center um for the boxes mm-hmm. the celebrity boxes uh Ice Cube was the the box next to mine uh, so I I had to serve Ice Cube a few times um the the, the very first night I actually traded Ice Cube's box. Uh, he treats white people like shit um, all the way through. Like, like we, we are his slaves now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, a, that's just a fucking fact. Everybody who had to go in and work in there, it was just like, fuck. You have, you have a list of all the celebrities like back in the, I guess you would call it a kitchen, um, uh, where you, you, know, you bring them shit. But it was, like, it was, more, it was beyond the kitchen because you, sometimes you're bringing out bottles of liquor. Sometimes you're bringing out, you know, wheeling in dessert carts and things like that so it was, it was more than just a kitchen uh but you had a list of of who was in every box and you knew 
everybody, you know, server wise had written down like, Hey, this is, you're not getting a tip in here. It's, you're going to be treated like shit all night. And like every single person who had ice cube, it was the same exact experience. Um, and, uh, it literally hmm. for every white person that was in it, it was just like That's interesting yeah and it was all, and it was like very rude well, not interesting actually. very rude to a point of like yeah i mean like like yelling like yo if i'm in my fucking room you don't fucking come in here unless you you know you call me you not and it was just like hey bro we're you're in a you're in a, in a VIP box at you're Staples not Center. Not in your living room. Not yeah, not only that, but but you're in like you couldn't be more in the lap of luxury than in a, in a fucking luxury box is what they're mm-hmm. called at Staples Center. Right. I, there's white people bringing in dessert carts with like I mean the most unbelievable like desserts from all over the fucking thing like it, james it is it, it is this dessert cart let me tell you this is your fucking dream <laughs> what do I you mean, know about me you don't know my shit you cakes, acting like you know me pies. And shit. oh please i wouldn't even touch that yeah. shit cakes pies caramel <laughs> apples uh, oh my god i'll have all of it but 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 uh, i forget who the chef was who made these desserts and like let me tell and they were like huge portions like and then you they, it was like back ca- in the caramel day it was probably wolfgang puck probably and he it was did all of that shit back it, it, in the it day. was incredible <laughs> i mean just incredible the food there was really fucking good where you were just like god damn um i mean to the point where like when the celebrities left there was so much food that they couldn't eat it it was like thanksgiving every time in a, in a luxury box it was like thanksgiving day so when they left, like, you know, us fucking poor servers who were new to L.A., mm-hmm. we would go in there and eat the rest of the food, like, as we were cleaning up and shit at the end of the night. Right. But never forget, no one wanted Ice Cube's box. Like, he was just a fucking dick. And, like, you know, the few times that I did have it and have to serve him, I was just like, oh, boy, here we go. Shit. Um, yeah, and I knew it was going to be a shitty night. And uh, it was just one of those things, man. Like, I, whatever his... You know, he because he was talking about on the show about the racial divide and how we need to get over it and all this shit like he clearly hasn't gotten over it. Um, and that was I don't think he said we need to get over it. I think he was saying the op- he was saying the opposite. He said there's not the only thing that's changed changed since I wrote fuck the police is the calendar. Right. But what he said was, <laughs> hey, this is going to be a teachable moment, you know, essentially for white for white people or whatever. And sure. it's like, All right. Cool. Well, let's have a teachable moment for for you as well. Ice Cube. Um don't just because whatever you went through in your background, if you really want to change things in the world and have a teachable moment for everybody, don't treat, don't treat the other race like a fucking asshole either. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, cause that's what he did. And it right. was just like, God damn it. Uh, so uh, whatever he, he's, he's his own fucking person, whatever he went through or whatever things happened to him in his life, he clearly hasn't gotten over it. No. So fuck him. But I just, it was an interesting person to be on the show for Bill Maher. Uh, that episode the other one was that that fucking bernie sanders uh what was it his press secretary the 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 black Mm -hmm. lady um who again man and i hate this approach to it she was like you know the she was talking about the word uh, and the use of Uh the word uh and she was like you know we're coming up in two years she goes this is our exact phrase in two years we're coming up on the 400th anniversary of when the first 20 black slaves were killed on a slave ship or whatever. And it was just our 20 slaves came over on a slave ship. 400 years yeah, ago? That's the 400. And you're, that's something you have on your calendar that you're like, hey, need to check that down as an anniversary for me because uh really want to celebrate that 400 years ago. Um, and not that I don't think your history or culture is important. Mm-hmm. 
um, because it is. But me personally, like shit, man. I, my ancestors were from like Ireland. Um, I I could give two shits less about wh- wh- when they came over, how they came, what their hardship was. Like it was fucking again three or four hundred years. I have no goddamn clue. Nor 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 am I, am I close to them. Uh, did I bounce on their knee? Like I don't I don't know anybody past my great grandfather. Like. So I'm not even going to pretend to be like, oh, man, I really want to know about my sixth great grandfather. You know why? Because that motherfucker wasn't thinking about me. You know, like, oh, I, I wonder I wonder what this world's going to be like for my my sixth greatest grandson, Ross Patterson. I bet he's going to have a podcast uh, like. All right. I'm, you're in a little bit dangerous territory only because like as as again, as white people, we don't really need. Our 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 ancestors had the slaves. Uh, sure. Do you know what I mean? But but here here's the thing: they didn't in Ireland. So, what's what what is the excuse there? What do you mean? They did not have slave slavery in Ireland. Okay. So therefore, my ancestors who came over, it wasn't like they were bringing slaves with them. No. So so what's the what's what's the thing? There was did a bunch of Irish. Own, there was a bunch of Irish slaves here. Most of the Irish people are still in the Northeast. So chances are probably not. Probably not. Most of them are in Boston and New York and all that shit. I mean, right. fuck, you saw gangs in New York, you know, for Christ's right. sakes or whatever. <laughs> like, uh, you know, fucking. Any Mark Wahlberg movie will tell you what what real, you know. Yeah. Irish people have gone through or whatever. No, so, but, yeah. So so it's like I don't pin that on everyone. Fuck, I mm. I have no goddamn idea. Nor was I even close to being alive. Um, right. And the, and then the whole thing with you know the, the the phrase white privilege gets thrown around a lot and in particular on that that show mm-hmm. and um it's like dude I also know a lot of white people who work their fucking asses off who are poor as shit right so I, just having a whole you know uh, generalization of of white people be, just because you're white you're privileged it's not true mm-hmm. it's just not fucking true like uh, you know. My parents growing up didn't have shit. So like, you know, and, and me, I, I, I didn't, you know, they didn't have money until fuck college. Um, I mean, we were, we were the they only didn't. motherfuckers renting in the neighborhood. I didn't even find that out until some little dickhead came home and said, hey, man, you know, you're in a nice neighborhood. You know, we I, by the way, your father's renting that house. And I was like, what? Uh, and I, I, I went down to find him uh, fucking rolling up newspapers in the garage. And I think I was in like ninth or 10th grade. And he was, I was like, whoa, what the fuck are you doing? And he was like, oh, well, I fucking throw papers in the morning at four o'clock in the morning every day. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, I didn't know. Um, so there's a lot of white people that have to fucking work and work really goddamn hard. That generalization to me is, is fucking bullshit. Like, I, I don't, I'll, I'll never get behind that ever. I, I just, white or black. I would say 95% of all people and races in America have to work hard to get to whatever position they're in. Yeah, you're, you're going to have some outliers who fucking throw you money and do other shit, but uh, it's still, man, it, it's work and being successful in this life is hard and hard enough. Like, you know, don't lump everybody into the same fucking categories because that, that's, I mean, it, they're, they were essentially lumping Bill Maher into that you're a racist category, you know, for saying it. Um, Again, I'm not, but I don't think that he should have said it. But I, I don't again, either. I don't think he's a racist, so 
even Ice, Ice I, Cube. I do not either. Even Ice Cube going after him in that way. I mean, he made Ice Cube did good to be like, not only you, Bill, whatever, in kind of this son way where he like tapped him on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Very, con- very, very condescending. Very condescending. Very like, not you, Bill. Not you, Bill. And right. it's like, yeah. But I, I don't, they didn't have one person on that panel, uh, a black person that was like, you know, yes, that you, the other side of it. Do you know what I mean? Where, yes, you know, that word is hurtful and there's people that misuse it and it's a horrible word. But Bill Maher, in this instance, crossed the line, but he doesn't need to be fucking... Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's like, let's call it what it is. And it is giving you guys a platform to talk to other people that really do have those feelings. But they're probably not watching HBO right now. Yeah. Uh, by, by the way, uh, anyway. and this is the last we'll speak on this. Uh, did you hear what Ice Cube said about Bill Maher fucking black girls? Who called it? He did. And he ha- it was a very sly, Holla. cool way. Uh, dude, I, I, he was like, maybe some of us had, you know, some black girls. Uh, they've had a couple black just because you've had a slept with a couple black girls. That like, made you some Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. Made you some Kool-Aid. And oh, I was like, boy. I called it. Yeah. I called it. I told you. Like, shit. Isn't it like a known thing, though? No, now, you'd have to now? see him out. You'd have oh, to see okay. him out now. Oh, okay. I, I would say now, probably yeah. after this incident. Um, and Wayne Brady said it, and like now, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, you know, I didn't know until I saw him out, and I was right. like, "Oh shit!" All right. So, anyways, the moral, the ending of that story. You think they're gonna quietly get rid of him at the end of the contract? Yes. I think. Mm, I think at the end. I, I think at the end of the season, he is done. I'm going to see not his contract. I don't know how long his contract is, but I I think at the end of the season, he's gone. I'm going to see what happens with this season. I'm going to see how he handles it, how he how if he just goes right back into like going up to the line, but not that particular line. People might like it. I don't know. He's been through some shit. So he's been canceled. He's been all over the place. Like he's been through some shit. We'll see how we'll see what happens. I'm not sure it'll be the end of Bill Maher. I don't think we'll, on TV. I, I think Bill. Oh, yeah, well, I was just gonna say. He just, I don't think we'll ever get rid of Bill back. Maher. Yeah, he keeps coming back. Uh, it's uh, magically. I, I think. And he did face it. He faced it head on. He did a panel of you know black people that are were giving him shit the whole fucking time. Bill Maher's always had a face so for we'll radio, see. so I, I I think Bill Maher it's should come back. It's amazing to me that he's I, crazy. Today, absolutely fucking in, crazy. Or, um, on the show that we watched, he had this like huge, ill-fitting sh- suit. He's just this tiny little squirrely man. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't even get a suit that fit him, or he likes it like that. I don't know. I, Anyways, whatever. You're talking to a person that's, who hates Bill Maher anyway. That's so, done. like, that's I, uh, done. I don't but, really um, care. Um, something else, though, like sticking in this Hollywood realm that I do care about, like, uh, was there's a there was a fucking television festival in in Austin, Texas, uh, this week, and they have these fucking. If you haven't been to one of these things, they have these panels. And they talk, and it's about the upcoming shows and all of this shit. And uh, they had a panel that seemed extremely odd to me. And it was called Trumped Up TV. And it was assembled, and I'm, I'm quoting this verbatim here. It was assembled to analyze the impact of the president on the Hollywood industry itself. Um, the consensus of the group was that Trump has been rather distracting, to say the least. Uh, and, and this, this again was where I was like, Hey, 
at the top of the show, I said I would call out these fucking people. Right. And I, I, I will. Uh, the first one was is Javier Grillo Mariox. Uh, there's an X in there. I'm assuming that's silent. But in case it's not, it's Mark Six. Uh, he said, oh, and he was, he, he was a writer from Lost. He says, he said to this panel, how could I possibly focus? There's a lot of stress eating involved. More than anything else, the torrent of news and information is about stuff you do to mitigate your stress to be effective. Um, first of all, Javier, you're a fucking pussy. Um, if, the, if, if, if somebody who is elected president affects your creative process, you're a fucking bitch. You are a, an absolute fucking pussy. Um, because your creative process, if you're that great, should be so easy and, and so fucking within yourself that the outside world, uh, especially who is president, should not affect your creative process. So to Javier, you can go fuck yourself. Um, then you had the Royal Pains producer, uh, Michael Rock. Uh, fuck these names. Like, God damn it. Um, I don't even know how you pronounce these names as a writer. Roush? Yeah. It's, uh, so he, he agreed. Um, and uh, he, I like this, though. He, he's, he has a rule that no, no computers or cell phones are allowed in a writer's rooms, which that, that should be always, by the way. That should uh, just While be, the team is yeah. working. Um, but, you know, as soon as there's a break, he says, the next hour we're all talking about how horrendous and depressing it is. And then we're back to work trying to be funny. Oh God! I, I, look, I've seen Royal Pains, Michael. Uh, you're doing you're doing God's work there. Uh, it was unfunny f- before Trump was elected. Yeah, fuck you. Um, um so G- Jesus, man, I go back and and start watching the Obama episodes you did. Uh, both were equally unfunny. So it has nothing to do to, with 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 who the president let's is. Let's talk to Veep showrunner. Which wait, yeah, who is it? I don't, I don't know. I think it's Julia Lewis. She's no, not she's not the showrunner. Uh, showrunner is the no, biggest know, job you can possibly have on a show. It's that or like it's somebody. Um, but but no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to the uh, the Vampire Diaries uh, one showrunner next. Uh, Julie Pleck. Um, there's no K at the end of that. Just a soft C. Just a soft lonely C. She said the election brought about absolute sorrow, horror, and depression. Um, and she she notes that she feels a responsibility to double down on making it okay to be inclusive and not okay to be a bigot in her storytelling, given the current culture. Uh, Julie also got a big bag of uh, dicks and fuck you to that. Uh, you know what absolute sorrow, horror, and, and depression is? Um, it's what that, that's World War II. That's Nazi Germany. Uh, that is that is not what we're living in, Julie. Um, you and your fucking, you know, beautiful house in the hills uh, is definitely not living a, a life of sorrow, horror, and depression because of who's been elected. Uh, if it is, probably just off yourself uh, because this, this world is apparently just too goddamn much for you. If, if the person who is your elected official is too much for you to handle and you feel like it, it is just absolute sorrow, horror, and depression... You might as well ask what uh, the exercise band that Chris Cornell used, and go ahead and and uh, just go ahead and attach that to yourself and call it a day, because um, you're writing for the fucking Vampire Diaries for Christ's sakes. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's not. It's not like you're writing for 
for for fucking weekend update or 60 minutes. Uh, you're writing for Vampire Diaries. So it's pretty fucking simple. Um, a lot of these people who are on this thing, uh, I, I again, I don't know if you think that the outside world shares these fucking views with you. Uh, I don't know if you realize how pompous you sound when you say this shit because you're you're already rich. And clearly the election has nothing, nothing to do with you. And and literally the stock market's through the goddamn roof. So I know you're profiting off of this. Like, is it to come out and say, hey, I'm like the, the rest of Hollywood and I'm one of you, like to the executives and shit like that? Uh, who is this and why, why did this panel even exist? To, I mean, not only that, but you're in Texas doing this. This was in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. But it was during a film festival. Uh, television a lot, festival. Television festival. It's a lot of emo. A lot of emo. But that's a lot of casual fans in Texas. I've been to Texas. That's a lot where, of. Lot that's of... where Bush is from. Right. Bush was actually the governor. He was the, you know, he resided in Austin, Texas, where the capital was. Um, so I'm, I'm surprised that you think coming to Texas and saying that, I'd be real curious to be sitting in that audience. If I had a microphone in that audience, I would have just went the fuck off. I would have went off. Um, and as a writer, if if any of this stuff affects your creative process, chances are you're not that great in the first place. Um, nothing should affect that. Nothing. Right. Uh, or if 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 anything else, if you're angry, you know, mentally angry or fucking, oh, I can't take what's going on. Mm-hmm. It should fuel you. It should fuel your creative process of like, right. all right, great. Um, you know, a lot of people said that you know, great art comes through fucking sadness and sorrow and depression. So, hey, Julie Pleck, uh, you should be the most goddamn creative person on the planet. Maybe maybe it shouldn't be a vampire diary anymore. Maybe it should be a, a fucking a, a, vam- a vampire novel at that point. You know? Uh, you can write more than just an entry in your diary. You can, you can write a whole goddamn novel now. Channel it, Julie. Channel it. Um, who are you thinking about from Veep? Huh? Nah. Oh. Oh, the showrunner? Yeah. David Man- Mandel, but I don't... It was... She brought him over from some other... Whatever, whatever. But what, what, I just... What, what, where are we idea, going with that? The idea is, like, they're not... They're loving it. Do you know what I mean? Like, some shows are using oh, embra- it. embracing it. Yeah, yeah. Embracing it. I, cause, cause Taking I, it and being like, this is awesome. Yes. <laughs> like, and, like, you, you take Colbert, who is the perfect yeah. example. I mean, I, they're political shows, but still, like... Take the yeah, the craziness. Colbert and go was gonna with get it. Colbert was gonna get fired. Um, mm-hmm. His ratings were terrible. Sure. Fallon was crushing him. Trump gets elected, saved his entire fucking show. Um, uh, same with you know the the Daily Show. Like all of right. those shows have skewed that way. Have used it in that manner, and it's like uh, you know fuck. There's a lot of shows who have used it to their fucking advantage. Like so I, I don't know why you picked the handful of right like. If you're going to do a, a what is Trump affected on TV, pluck them from both sides and figure it out. Right. Like, I, can, I can bet right. you sweet ass there's about 18 writers on the goddamn Colbert show who are kissing Trump's ass. Saturday Night Live, highest ratings in their, right. their history. They are kissing his ass. Mm. Um, yeah. I, yes. Saturday Night Live to me has been dead for years. It was right. still dead this season to me. You had a bunch of celebrities come out and play a bunch of roles, which, you know, to me saved it. But the cat, like, as far as the cast goes, like fucking snooze fest they're boring as shit yeah trump saved their 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 whole show people started watching saturday live again they had stopped the ratings were shitty for like the last three or four years right uh they should be kissing his ass for sure um and again like dude 
I, I wasn't. I did not vote for Obama. I was not a big fan. Did he affect my creative process through? Did you say you didn't vote for him? Yeah, did not. Did not vote for him. I thought you voted for him for the first time. No, I did not. Oh. I did not. What? what? Oh, I thought you said I did vote Fuck for Obama. No. I did not vote for Obama. I didn't vote in that election actually. Oh. I, I wasn't a fan of Obama, and I wasn't a fan of McCain. Okay. So I, I couldn't, I, as a person in that, in that election, couldn't bring myself to vote because I was just like, eh, I, I can't do it. Okay. Uh, I think the last, after that, though, I voted. I, I, I liked Romney. Mm-hmm. I thought he could have been a decent president, and I'm voting for him. But uh, I, I want to say, I want to say in 2000, I think I might have voted for Gore. Like, okay. I try to vote for the best people. Right, right, right. Like, I, I, I genuinely, um, like, uh, I voted for Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. But but no but but just to give you like some of my at least political background like shit I've I've switched you know I've switched yeah, it yeah, up yeah 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 I've I never gone just said, for party I've oh, gone for yeah, person yeah yeah but I no, thought that's I, that was an example for you where you were like it's not just that I'm you no know, no no all I, what I, what I said it. was I'd gone to an Obama rally right and seen the excitement in it okay and that's how I understood right 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 that he was exciting. Two people, and I and I and thought he was going to win. Devastated when he got elected. Didn't affect my life. Yeah, 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 Didn't, yeah, yeah. No president has ever affected my life. Uh, and it's like, dude, you know, you root for your person. It's over. The next day, you get up and have another fucking day and go back at it again. Right. Don't care. Right. I, I just no no president has ever ever affected my life in that way where it was just like I felt like I was in danger or I was in harm. There's too many fucking people that work in the White House. That to, to I I don't feel that, and I don't feel that no matter who is elected. I don't care who you are. Right. Um. So in especially creative process, fuck, goddamn. Not once did I think about when I sat down to write a script yeah. or a book or or anything. Like, oh man, oh god, I just can't write tonight. That Obama's in office, and I can't. Not one, <laughs> not one goddamn second of my my day or night writing has ever been spent on that. And for those who don't know me, no, no matter all the shit that I've starred in and, and everything else is directed, the, the one thing that has, has remained consistent every single, you know, five, six days a week has been writing. Yeah. Um, and it's writing is hard and it's tedious just because it's it's an isolating thing and you're by yourself. Uh, it's something you have to do on your own and find the creativity every single day. Not once has it ever been affected by by, by right. somebody who's enough. That's just a fucking cop out to me. Um, or you're you're just a shitty person, like who's too. Or you're just super emo. Like, yeah. Calm down. Uh, yeah. Ne- never affected me one one single bit. Uh, I know it's kind of annoying, and all the pop ups and all the weird. Like, I mean, somebody's talking about it every single day uh, on the news. Not, I don't in find life, not in real life. I I'm finding it like I, we I don't have really we find have it. some kind of conversation about it like when we went to the beach or book club like someone will say who, something I, I, like so, so for example because I, I wasn't at your book club what's uh who, who said something about it there well the conversation went right to comey because that's what was going on okay a couple people were like who's that uh well, I, well hey by the way and i saw the ratings <laughs> for comey yeah Ratings for Comer were massive. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like yeah. NFL playoffs massive. A couple of the girls were like, I don't know. I kind of like him. Like, is it weird that I think he's like sexy? Yeah, but, but did anybody in a, have a strong political like, Ugh, man, they're going to fucking, they should have got him or somebody should have gotten him. No, it went quickly from Comey to, to Trump, basically. 
So it goes, it went quickly from this Comey thing to like, I know it's just like crazy, you know, and, and then you go into like a Trump story or whatever. And like people are getting more and more comfortable to either say one or the other. Okay. So like one girl at the beach party yesterday is like Trump supporter and is like more and more comfortable now to just like say it and just be like, oh yeah. We want, and it's like, whereas before we'd be very people weren't uh, talking about it, yeah, yeah, and it'd be like you'd go more with the people that are outraged just because it was easier for me anyway. I'm a little bit of a pussy in that way, I just don't want to like get into the fucking conversation. Who right. cares, right? So, if someone's like outraged, you're just like, ah, oh, I know, <laughs> crazy, right? And you just like let them talk, but more and more now, I, I think don't, people yes. are. Yeah. Well, I don't, you know, because yeah, yeah, who of course, cares? Of course. If it doesn't affect your life, it absolutely does not affect mine. Right. Because I, I, I'm I've, just like, fucking whatever, I've, dude. I've found at least uh, just, uh, we talk about it on air. Um, yeah. Just because of the, the stories are going on. Right, right, right. But off air, you're off not air, finding no, that? No, no one, Gosh, no one talks like, to me about it. Um, I'll hear something every, every other day, every day. Every time I see someone or have like a real conversation, it will come up. Yeah, it will come I, up. It, it does. It does not with me. And uh, I, I think dudes are different than girls um, in, in the regard of like, I think a lot of dudes where we live and things mm-hmm. like that, like voted for him. So it's not a whatever. Yeah, yeah it's just kind of like a whatever. Um, I, I, I think I think if, you know, definitely when I go back to Los Angeles, it's uh, that comes up a lot where I'm just like, oh, and man. maybe that's where I learned that because it's like everyone there is really outraged and like. In Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, 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 so like, and New York as and well. And I go back well. and forth. So it's kind of like here I can be like, whatever, who cares? And there I've like, I've found myself and don't kill me. But like, I've found myself in conversations being like, oh, I know. Because it's just like, whatever. You know what I mean? Ah. You don't have a fight. Like, I've never had political fights with my friends before. Ever. Yeah. That's yeah. just not how we fucking are. Like. You know how I am. There was, I, I, I will say this. There was, there was a lot of a political fighting over the Bush Gore thing in 2000 because they, you know, you were the hanging chad in the fucking Florida and it went to court and all that shit. And people didn't were like, all of your friends though that you knew vote for I, one no. or another person? Like, well, well, yeah, yeah. Somebody voted for one or the other person. No, but, no, but I mean, everyone voted for the same person in no, your friend group. Not in my friend group mm. because it's, uh, it, it was split, and so okay. a lot of people vote. I'm a Republican. I don't care who's in there. Right. I'm going Republican. Whereas I don't look at it like that. I just. I would say I, in I our still, shows. I, I still try to look at it who is best for the job. And like, yes, we, we talk about, you know, Trump. But. It's, I would love to have. It's a for the fact that, that I, I thought he was best for the job. And that's why I voted for him. Like, I don't, you know. But again, in the past, I, I voted for other parties and other shit. And, uh, you know, fuck. Uh, I look. I've always wanted a businessman in there personally, um, right? So I, I no. And again, like it is my my point was that like I I feel like I have to talk about it a lot, and maybe it's the show, and maybe it's the people here that want to talk about it. Maybe it's because I do this show, and they feel like they can talk to me about it. I think so because I, I think that, that's a lot of um, it with so, me, where they're like, so "Hey, I it. get that a lot. I get that a lot." Like, where if I'm going to tell other people to get over it, sure. I have to stop. I have to stop making it. People, people come up to me and they're like, "Yo, man, you, you know I like listening to your show because it's like, do we?" Uh, so, and some of it's whispered, where it's like, "Listen, to that. 
we voted for Trump, you know? Right. And you're like, hey, you can just go ahead and say that out loud. I really don't give a shit. Um, I just but, wonder uh, how many years in, like, how many years does he have to be in? Or, like, at what point will I be able to not really talk about it that much? I don't. I, I really would love for that to until, be a thing. Yeah, same here, but pro- uh, might not be till after he's out. And, and simply for, for the thing, things that we've talked about on the other shows where it's like you have these protests and, and all of this shit. And it's like, uh, I don't think that's going to end. And especially, look, this is going to get re- recycled again in another two and a half years because that the primaries will start up again. There'll be another fucking round and uh, you're going to have to to deal with that. And you're going to have to go through another election, more rallies, more all of it. And then uh. I think the final death, <laughs> the final death knell will be if he gets reelected, Trump gets reelected, which I've already predicted. I mean, won't that calm everybody down? I th- I think I think at that point people It'll will be, be like, so okay. exhausted, yeah, okay. and tired of fighting about it. I mean, it, I'm exhausted. Like, yeah. yeah, and not like these writers where it's like interfering with my life. It's just like, uh, I, I don't. I, I'm not exhausted on talking about it because you know you have things like this, like this TV panel I was just talking about. Yeah, which is so fucking ridiculous to me. It's so it's pompous yeah. that you think people would care enough to know that the president is affecting you and your working environment, especially like, cause these writers I mentioned, by the way, are huge writers on huge shows. Mm. So it's not like you got like, you know, somebody who wrote an indie movie and they're struggling to survive every day. It's like talking about rich people who do rich people shit in Beverly Hills. And it's like, motherfucker, if anything, if anything, check your stock portfolio and tell me, get out the violins and the full orchestra and, and play the song behind how fucking sad you are about about the the stock market being at an all-time record high every fucking day. This is Tell interesting. Me about it. This is interesting. So the one person out here mm-hmm. that talks to me about hating Trump and like has that much of a like reaction to it. Yeah. Where it will like affect her life. Yeah. Is a trust fund girl that does nothing. So that's the only person out here that has like oh yeah, yeah a yeah, really yeah. visceral reaction visceral yeah. reaction yeah. and time on her hands to like sit around and be like and cry about it right 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 do you know what I mean yeah and so we you know we both know it hasn't affected me either no, way no no because I just don't have time and like I still would not even say right now like how I actually feel about it. But it's just like I that much don't I try and see all the different things. So I see these this writer panel and it's fucking ridiculous to me. I see this girl here and it's ridiculous to me. But then I also see some Trump supporters. It's ridiculous. It's like I get a, I get you a, know? I, one of my best friends. Uh, yeah. One of my 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 closest friends in L.A. Yeah. Um, who is rich who has a lot of money right bitches about trump all the time mm-hmm. uh, like on social media and everything else and whatever and like in, in real life he never talks to me about it um okay but i, I go i you know i just I, how busy is he in life he's, he's super busy really yeah yeah, yeah. really busy huh, and huh, huh. uh that goes totally against my fucking point well no 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 <laughs> well, it, 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 He's an LA-based guy, though. Yeah, you're talking about somebody. Moments. Um, I'm talking about someone that has time on their hands and money and doesn't need to. Right. But so my my buddy who was you know dropping a bunch of Trump quotes and all this shit all the time, and I was like, uh, and he was like, ah oh, man, he said like one minor thing to me, and he's like, man, you still 
you still like him like now that he's not and i was like yeah yeah he's, uh, you know i'm not amped that he fucking tweets all the time but everything else is going all right it's it's you know he's done the things that i've i've i voted for at least or he's trying uh, whether it gets done is another story but uh and i go how about you uh, how's it, how's it affected your life? Right. And he goes, oh, well, you know, the, 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 the climate and all that. So I was like, yeah, I was like the, the climate's gotten worse in the last, uh, last few weeks. And I go, I see you're buying some other thing. I was like, how, how was the, how's the, the market going for you these days? You know, how's your money in the market? And he was like, well, you know, I'm like, I already had money before, but now I got more. And I was like, I know, but you're buying more shit. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like, and it was like. Couldn't couldn't bring himself to be like, right. Ah. right. Yeah, I don't know. Go back to I the Great know. Depression and then tell me about, you know, all that shit. Yeah. Um, and, go, and go back to fucking whatever your favorite revival show is at the moment, you know? Oh, yeah. God. I, they're bringing back everything, by the way. Roseanne's coming back. But uh, like with Roseanne? All of them. Every single one of them signed on. Even John Goodman, who fucking died. He's dead. I know, he died in the show. He's coming back. What? Is yeah. it going to be like a ghost? It's going to be like a, a bloodline ghost thing? I don't know. I can't even handle any but, more And both of that. Beckys are, are, are coming back. I don't know how they're going to work that in. Oh, my God. And it's going to be like a- So it's going to be like a full house situation. Yeah, but for, for ABC. So it's back on the original network, and it's going to be, I want to say, either 10 or 12, like a mini run, you know? Like a mini run of shows. I got down See with how it Rosen. does, and then, oh, God. I, I got you know, down with when, when that show was on the air- I liked it. I was a fan. I watched it right. all the time with my family. It was great. Um, but then knowing after it was over and then Roseanne as a person over the years, you were just like, oh, God. Really? I, I can't. Can't do it. I get that. Can't, She's I, her so whole weird. Shit, I, can't I love it. Do. She's um, so weird. So I, I don't, I, you know, her coming back to air will be interesting if they let her do what she wants. Uh, I don't think they will, especially. No, she's a little kooky now. Yeah, she's so, a little Looney Tunes. So well, see, I, I think maybe they're gonna. But all of these fucking show, Gilmore Girls, oh, Full right. House, all these shows are coming back and they're doing like these limited runs. Uh, uh, in the fall, uh, Will and Grace is coming back. Did you know that? Um, I did know that. I think people are going nuts over that. You know, my boy Andy, Bro- Andy uh, Cohen. Cohen, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Will going, and Grace is going nuts you know over that. One, you know what the new one is? This is, a, this is a weird one for me. Northern Exposure. Do you remember that show? Uh, kind of. Yeah, that's that's what I said. It's a kind of yeah. like I know it's very fringish. Yeah, like, I can like oh, see yeah. the guy in my mind, and the I'm same like, here. oh, that's the guy from Northern Exposure, even though I've probably never even seen. Don't know like, his name. Yeah, don't know yeah, his name. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, dude, if you're if they're bringing that back, what would you like to see brought back? I mean, me. Uh, my so-called life now would be actually be interesting. I think it. You would. got Leto back. You got Claire uh, Danes back. They and they both look. Oh, amazing. So, yeah. So, I mean, that, that I would, would do be, that. I would say that. I would say Party of Five. With, I, if I was if a, they did it with their own kids as fucking, uh, not, not, you know, they didn't edgy. End. If they did it as edgy as they did that show and then they had kids and then they went through what their fucking lives are. Ooh, like, that would you be know, a sweet. Another eight, listen to this. Another 18 episode run only, right? Right. Or maybe 10. Yeah. Only 10. Yeah. You're not going to do any more than that. It's Leto and and Danes, right? Right. They ha- they're married. They have kids. One of the friends, maybe Rayanne, dies. Yeah. They go to the funeral. Yep. Hook up. Okay. 
but like they're you, they're you show their real life. You show their their significant life, yeah. others aren't there. It, the sparks still there. Sure, sure. Looking great. Rayanne's dead. Sure. Ricky's there. Fierce. I think fierce Ricky. They hook up. Yeah. They don't get divorced, but it like really changes their perspective on their relationships. Right. Do it real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Put a Lumineer song in there. Ugh. Yeah. Listen. It, I, I got, got a little girlfriend. Bow, bow. Um, is that Lumineers? That is. That's the exact song I was thinking. Really? Ophelia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You put on my mind. That's when they see each other. Boom. Lumineers. Ophelia. I haven't thought about, I haven't really thought about this though, so I don't know. You know who would crush? <laughs> I haven't put any thought into it. Uh, friends would crush. <laughs> Friends all, would all crush. Them, is it too soon or is it right on time? All of all of them uh, look have great. Look great, and they've turned out well, and they're funny. They've done funny shit. Like yep. uh, LeBlanc, um, that extra show is great. He's only gotten better. Jennifer Aniston's still still hot to me. Yeah, uh, and still funny, still. Who's the girl it. who was on the comeback? Uh, Lisa Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow, still is funny, awesome. still rad. Uh, even fucking. David Schwimmer. Uh, Schwimmer was on the OJ. Like he's fucking still sweet. Still, it's still doing it. He was he was great in Breast Men you know on uh, would, HBO that HBO movie. You know who'd be the rough one though? Chandler. Chandler yeah. and his the girl uh, Courtney Courtney Cox. Ah, Courtney Cox has still got it. She was on Cougar Town. She was great on Cougar Town. She ad- admittedly, self admittedly, got way too much done on that face. Probably. It's but, real but weird looking. Comedically. But so everyone else there, as far as like you still got it. Yeah. Comedically, she's- going to be rough uh, for those two. Still, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. Chandler, Jesus, man. Uh, yeah. It hasn't been your day, your week, or even your month. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember yeah. that picture? Or even your year. Yeah. He, uh, I don't know what, it, it's called chin erosion. Um, he is like he's he never has really no, had that big of a chin. Yeah. Now he has no chin. It is just a drop off his face. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it it just keeps getting worse. Yeah. Um, and as you get older, you can't. There's nothing you can do about certain shit. Right. We've all got problems as we sure. get older. You know? I don't. But yeah. dinosaurs. Do you remember dinosaurs? The movie. <laughs> not the mama. No. Do you remember not the mama? No. What is that? That like and they were like. Oh, the animated one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. They weren't animated, yeah. but they were like live action. Sure. There was a Dinosaurs TV show that I thought you were talking about. That's what I am talking about. No, there was one on, on uh, Fox. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I'm talking about the old school one where the baby hits the thing. And, yeah, the, the cartoon. It's not a cartoon. They're live action in like suits, in dinosaur suits. No, then you know what? I don't know what you're talking Are about. Are you serious? Yeah, that's When I show I you no after this, you're, you're going to be like, oh, I remember that stupid uh, shit. I don't know. Right? What about the nanny? Uh, oh, God. Dresher. Dresh. Get her back in there. No. She looks great. No, she's gone. She's gone for life. We don't, we're not, we're not, we're not bringing back Fran. All right. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, so mine, mine would be, mine would be Deadwood. I would really, Ooh. really like to see. Deadwood I think that would come work back. now too. Fuck, man, because I never got an ending on that show either. There was supposed to be a two-hour movie that was going to end. Did he it. die though? Uh, no, you're you're thinking of a different guy. Oh, um, Booth. Yeah, you're thinking of Powers Booth. Powers Booth. Um, okay. he was from Tombstone. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. But uh, so De- Deadwood for me, I fucking love that show. Ian McShane is the actor you're thinking of. Uh, okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, gra- what what happened to her? Yeah, uh, he, gra- he grabbed her by the pussy. Ah, it was the old cunt grab. Uh, yeah, God, it was great. Um, <laughs> loved loved Deadwood. Didn't get a proper resolution to that show because they canceled it. 
and uh, they were supposed to have a two-hour movie to end it. To this day, there's no two-hour movie, and, and they every year HBO says the same thing. I think this is the year that we're gonna do that movie, right? And you're just like, come on, no, guys. they just make another Sex in the City. Yeah, so I, I, uh, I really, I, I think that that's the one for me where I was like, ah, let's bring that back. What else? I really, I really want to see. That's it. the one, Deadwood. You loved it. I like Deadwood. Uh, I, I, I would say that, yeah, for sure, because okay. it, it's drama-wise, like, man, that could have, that could have been in my top ten of all time, but it just wasn't on long enough, and there was no resolution to yeah. it, so it was just like, it just got canceled, and that was it, and I was like, fuck. That's the one. It's like you can't bring back the ones with no re- with and with you have the, Ian McShane with the resolution and Timothy yeah. Oliphant was was the the oh, other lead in that show. Oh, they're only getting sweeter. God damn it, man! So that, that, that Oliphant, yeah, shut up. That would I know. I know he's great. So it, it that one would have been a nice one for me. Oh my God, we've like been talking for like five hours. We should fucking end it then. <laughs> um, Wait, I wanted to give um, a shout out to Rick Abend. Go of, ahead. of the barbecue sauce. Oh, that we love Chango? You talking Changos. about Changos, dude? Yeah, um, we, we got some we got some barbecue sauce into the, uh, yeah. the podcast, and also to David Schneider. I got the Gene Vandenham oh, fuck. artwork. That yes, was yes, fucking yes. dope. That came into the PO box. Man, we're gonna have to give. Yeah, we're gonna have to take a picture of that and like. I did. I put it on. I put it on my. Oh, Instagram. Okay. Okay. Um, it's the greatest thing of all time, uh, and it. But we're gonna find a really sweet. Up. My place Instagram for is that. at st james at st james. By the way, Jesse's is at uh, Jesse Wiseman. Um, but yeah, we, we fuck I, when we do these late, super late shows on a Saturday night. I, I don't know how long we talk. I don't. I don't even keep we track just, of this. We shit. could just keep talking. Is the Forever. problem? And people are like, uh, are we'll, you gonna fucking wrap this up? But the barbecue sauce we got it a while ago. We love it. Love it. Have you um, used he's it? gonna Try, be use yeah. It twice a week. He's gonna be sending us the sweet. We love. The heat as well. Sweet. But um Sweet. super cool, great company. And um we love Changos, it. dude. Changos, dude. Changos unchained Rick. barbecue sauce. Uh love Thanks, it. Rick. Uh and by by the way, if you want to send any, anything else weird to the P.O. box, feel free, man. Uh we we like all this weird shit. We end up talking about it or use it or and whatever. It's all and like, like awesome. It's awesome awesome Which shit. Which is great. So send it into uh Ross Patterson Revolution, P.O. Box thirty seven ninety three, Wilmington, North Carolina, two eight four zero six. And with that, let's give it. Let's get to the revolutionary figure of the day, shall we, Jabes? Yeah. Uh, this one. This one's going out to Adam West. Uh, oh yeah. Who passed away today? Um, he was uh, the first ever Batman, mm. and uh, someone some would say the Funny best dude Batman too. Dry sense of humor. Yeah. I put a, I met him uh, two years ago. I put a picture up of of him and I uh, together on Instagram. Yeah. I met him a couple years ago. Super dry sense mm-hmm. of humor. Uh, Remember, he was on Family Guy for like the longest. Seth MacFarlane p- posted like a very heartfelt. Yeah, I would. Th- I thought he was. He played the mayor. Yeah, he was the mayor on there, and uh, Seth MacFarlane posted a really nice uh, tribute to him uh, today, and uh, and I thought that was great. Um, but uh, yeah, f- uh, fortunate enough to get to meet him. Obviously, he was a legend, um, and I thought more importantly, because this. His show in particular had a uh, a big influence on me for uh, F- any any fans of FDR American Badass. When I was thinking about doing that movie, I wanted it to be in that campy style. And as a kid, that original Batman show played over and over and over. Yeah, and there wasn't many reruns, you know, back then. And I don't, you know, 
it was just always on, it seemed like. Yeah. Um, and it oh, seemed I like it was it. on for, you know, a gajillion seasons mm-hmm. and it wasn't. Uh, same with Star Trek where it was like, oh, it must have been on for 30 years. Yeah. It wasn't. It was, it was on briefly. They just reran the shit out of it. But uh, when I when I went to write FDR American Badass, I wanted to make something that was campy and fun uh, and it was a throwback to old school B movies. And I wanted to treat FDR uh, as a handicapped superhero, so to speak. And so if you go back and watch that movie, it's really fucking funny, but like it has the, the, the bam, pow, hi-ya mm-hmm. type moments in there, except for, you know, it's updated to current day where it's just, you know, fuck and shit and things like that. But uh, uh, I also took the presidential logo and had that come in and out of scenes exactly like the old school Batman logo from this TV show. So like I'd fuck man before I w- went and wrote that script, I, I went and re I got the box set of this and rewatched all of them to try to pick out certain things that I liked. And a lot of those elements of that original Batman show ended up in that movie. Um, so if you go back and watch FDR American badass, you'll, I mean, you'll know, straight away from the literally the opening moment of the of the film it's for the the presidential seal coming in and out when he's smoking weed you know it's coming in and out like all all of that stuff and uh truly that that movie was modeled after that show so uh i was grateful to meet him uh grateful for that show and uh what he was able to do with that at the time because that was a that was a time where camp didn't exist yet um, they were, you know, shooting that as a real show. Um, they didn't know it was campy until years later. So like, uh, what, what he was able to do in that role for as campy as it was and make it somewhat believable and fucking cool was, uh, was awesome. So, uh, to Adam West, rest in peace. You are a revolutionary figure of the day. I don't know how long the show was, Jabes, but, uh, you were spectacular tonight. You gave it all that you had. You left it all out there and no one is going to forget your... Yeah. Uh, and with that, uh, we'll, Jesse Wiseman and I will catch you at the next episode. <laughs> Jables. Uh, we'll catch you at the next episode. At the next episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in, kids. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.